The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McCray, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. It's a hump day on the Players' Lounge here at the headquarters of none other than the Dallas Cowboys. This is the Players' Lounge, and you're now rocking with the best. I'm Heckman Harrison, and you know the guy, the uh, national championship winner. Did you win a state cha- championship? I did. I, I lost in, uh, in a state championship. And ironically, I lost to Tyler Lee in the state championship, and the uh, Saran Black was the uh, offensive lineman that pretty much changed the game for us. He went to LSU, so when I got there, he had his ring on and all this stuff. Yeah, but My it bad, happens. Oh, yeah, you get a little pers- personal. <laughs> yeah. personal. Man, the former <laughs> safety of the Dallas Cowboys. My man Danny McCray is in the building. Um, yeah, so basically – we got abandoned. Yeah, well, yeah. Listen, when people get booked and they get busy, <laughs> and they get busy, that's what happens, man. That's it's all good. It's a, it's all good. We got an incredible show. We got uh, we gonna talk ball. We got a lot of stuff to uh, get into. We gonna break down this Rams. Are we going? We're going Rams defense, Cowboys offense. So mm-hmm. you, I know my man D Mac been in the film room checking <laughs> out uh, the Rams offense, but. Look, man, the Rams defense. But, man, I, like we start all the time, man, I, I want to know what's good with you. How's your day going? What's happening with you? What's on your mind? I'm good, man. I, uh, you know, I, like I enjoy uh, when we start approaching the holiday seasons, right? Do the, you? The, the Thanksgivings where I get to fry the turkey, deep fry the turkey, and then Christmas comes. Like I enjoy that. And then the weather, you know what I'm saying, it gets chilly. I get to wear my jackets yeah. and them the boots and all. Like I enjoy that. So I looked at the um, – the weather thing for next week uh-huh. looks like we might be dropping down into the 40s after some rain. Okay. And it, and it gets me excited because you know what also comes with that? What happened? Gumbo. Gumbo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I got I got to go. I got some rule ready. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm, I'm doing good, though. I'm Why doing you good. Right now? You know you're not talking my language. <laughs> well, look at I make some vegetable gumbo, yeah, though. Yeah, make me some vegetable gumbo, <laughs> little okra? Man. Little okra? Throw that okra in there and little obey it. <laughs> Just let me, let me imagine that it's a crab leg in there. Well, it's cold, man. This is, You know, this is the hardest time of the year for Ooh. me because you think about all the things I grew up traditionally eating. Don't know about, they don't have mm. nothing for me, man. They don't mm. have nothing for me. I, I'm the guy to show up with his own dishes. <laughs> Hey, stay stay out of that aisle on the, in the grocery store where it's the chicken, but the C H I C K apostrophe N. That's me. <laughs> don't bring that to the cookout now. Don't nobody don't want. Don't to. nobody want my impossible burgers. We don't want impossible. It's impossible for a reason. <laughs> exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, you know what, man? As as you bring all of that up, man, the holiday season, man, and, and, and all the food that's going to be cooked, it's going to be some stuff that's missing some ingredients, <laughs> and we need to talk about the ingredients of this Dallas. Cowboys football team, man. This is uh, a lot of things approaching, man, but this is a very important game. As we talked about yesterday, another NFC, what you call it, the NFC man. West Invitational. Goodness. This is another team from the NFC West that we have to, this is, we got to get this one. You know, and, and every week you got to get it. But when you look at this Cowboys offense versus the Rams defense, what are some of the challenges, matchups-wise? What are you looking for uh, in this game uh, so far uh, on tape from the offense? Man, the unfortunate part about it is because well, since our um, our wide receiver group has not been as effective as we had hoped, then I'm 
I'm not sure if you can just give the tilt to us just because of the talent that we have or think that we okay. have against any defense at this point because we haven't really done much against any of the defenses that we played to where, you, where you've seen a game where we had three 100-yard receivers or two of them with 100 and the other one with some big-time catches. Right. We haven't seen that happen. So when I'm starting to look at how do our, our teams uh, go up against or, or compare against other squads in the league, when I look at our receiver group, it's hard for me to put them above any other secondary just because we haven't really seen that type of production. So yeah, C.D. Lamb, every, every other game or so, you may see him with 100 yards. But as far as like, hey, man, that's the dominant force, we haven't seen that yet. So when I'm looking at the Rams, I'm like, yeah, their secondary doesn't look how, how it used to look, especially when they went to the Super Bowl. But right. our receiving core hasn't produced to make them fear us either. So they're looking right. at us saying, all right, well, they, they ain't put up no numbers. Look at the stats, guys. All right, this should be a group that we should be able to be productive against. So when you're looking at the Rams' defense, to me, I think that's kind of a toss-up. Aaron Donald is the guy. Yeah. Like, the difference maker on the squad, especially with our offensive line who hasn't really played together uh, much this season, like, that, like where are they going to put Aaron Donald? How effective is, is he going to be? Can you stop him? If you stop him, then you have a chance. If you don't, we know that he can wreck the game. But let's stay, let's stay right there with the wide receiver group, all right, because this is a group that when coming into the season, the pickup of Brandon Cooks, you were excited about that mm -hmm. pickup. You thought that that would be the difference. You look now over on the other side for the Rams. Their secondary is Darion Kendricks, Jordan Fuller, Rush Yeast, and Kobe Durant. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. Not, and I get what you're saying. I get, you, I get what you're saying. It's not that they are juggernauts by mm -hmm. any means, but you're looking at yourself and you're being realistic with yourself like, yeah, when I look at us, I don't see no juggernauts because we haven't produced to this point. But when you come up against a group like this, do you say to yourself, okay, wide receivers, this is it. If you can't get it right here because they don't have no names out here that you would necessarily even be intimidated by. I mean, you usually would, right? But you, you would say that when you go play against Arizona. True. Like when you when you go out west and you play against Arizona, you say, hey, man, this is one of them stats games, okay? We need to make sure that we get our stats up. And then for some reason it doesn't it doesn't show up on the, on, on the sheet at the end of the game. Okay. So, yeah, when I'm going into the game, I'm saying, yeah, we should be able to eat against them because I do still have faith in Brandon Cooks because of what I've seen with him. Time, with time proven consistency. That's like, it. I, I've seen that from him, so I know he still has it in him. And then based off what happened last game where Dak was being creative and elusive and making sure he extended plays, I think that is what helps out a guy like Brandon Cooks because yeah. the scramble drill is real, especially when you got speed <laughs> and a vet who knows <laughs> – where these guys are going to be at and where they're going. Right. So I think if Dak continues to play like like he did in the last game before the bye week against the Chargers and Kellen Moore and those guys, <laughs> yeah, if he right. plays Shout like that, continues to take shots down the field, then, yes, this is a group where you say, okay, our, our receivers should go out here and, this, and they should be excited about what they see with the Rams. But we just haven't seen it. So I'm not going to let myself I'm not gonna let myself feel that way until, Come on now. until I say I'm not. Come I'm not, on, man. Go I'm get not, you some of that hopium. I'm not. My, 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 hope, my hopium is in, is in Brandon Cooks that, that, that you go into the bye week and you say, hold on, wait. Before the Chargers game, the man had five games, 72 yards. Right. Like, what What are we doing, and what do we need to do to get him more involved in the game? Because the turn on the film before he gets here, and you see that he can be productive, especially if you put him in the right situation. So, hopefully during this bye week, they said, hey, man, we got, that's the guy. 
Like that on our offense, okay, we got CD Lamb. We know we can get him there, but that's the guy that we that's going to be our X factor. If we can get him going, then our whole offense is then rolling. So here's another point that I want to bring up about this this game coming up versus the Rams because I think you can go back and we just only relate to what we see on the film. Go back to last week, the Pittsburgh Steelers on offense, uh, Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. second year quarterback, didn't have any touchdowns, but he did have. He was he was 17 for 25. 230 yards, no interceptions, no TDs. But you look at what their receiving group did. George Pickens, uh, very talented wide receiver, second year, five catches, 107 yards. So I think if you're C.D. Lamb, you're like, five catches, 107. Those are numbers that I can put up. Deontay Johnson also did had five catches for 79 First yards. Game back. Okay, so and that's probably somebody on your fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a, he was on my RR and then I had to release him and then I see it. But yeah, and so five catches, seventy five yards uh, for for Dante Johnson, and this is a wide receiver where you're saying for a guy like Brandon Cooks, if you get that same kind of production, then that definitely has to have you excited about getting a W at home versus Los Angeles. Yeah, it, I mean it, it does. I think the thing with that uh, that Pittsburgh Steelers team is at the end of the game they just come alive right, right. it's like all of a sudden like the first few the first few quarters Najee Harris isn't doing much and the receivers aren't doing much and then all of a sudden you know they kind of show up so it's a little tricky with them and then also when you look at those two receivers I think comparable to the talent that we have here when you look at look at th- those Ooh. two just specifically Deontay Johnson was coming off an injury on RR and you knew that they were missing that piece but I think that is that is the most important part about it right to say okay that's why you need two of them. Mm-hmm. That's why Brandon Cooks then has to be the X Factor because I think that opened it up for everybody else and then allowed them to then get those explosive plays. But if you only have one guy, then you like you find yourself yeah. you know, running up into a wall with Tony Pollard and getting double teamed out there with, uh, with CeeDee Lamb. Well, this is uh, the other part that you were bringing it up, but I, I cut you off because I wanted to finish about <laughs> bad, the, the wide receiver group. But when you look at the offensive line, let's go to the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. We finally got Tyron Smith back healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Smith is healthy. Uh, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, the Iron Man, and Terrence Steele. All of these guys playing together finally at home, and Aaron Donald comes to town. Mm-hmm. We know that Aaron Donald is a matchup nightmare. I don't care how old he is, whatever. He's still one of the best in the business. But other than that, <laughs> Other than that, I'm just saying, like, this is a, a Los Angeles Rams defense that is kind of middle of the pack. I think they're like 13th, 14th in the league right now. So not even considered to be one of your elite defenses. But then you talked yesterday about this running game. Having to get Tony Pollard has to get his touches. He has to get his carries. He had a big game in 2022 versus the Rams, but that was also with Zeke. That was, yeah. That was also with was Zeke. Lightning and thunder. Yeah, okay, come on. That was also <laughs> with Zeke, so we got to keep that real. But then you have Aaron Donald that also had two sacks in that game. So offensively, when you look at your front line and what you have need to do coming off of the bye week, and you have number nine, number ninety nine in front of you, what is your matchup nightmare in this situation? Or what are you saying? Look, we have to win this particular battle to make sure that we get this running game going. Man, listen, I, I see Aaron Donald lining up on the right defensive side of the ball uh, uh, often, which is our left offensive. So side, over which Tyler is over Smith, Tyler, and then Biotish. Okay, is, is who I'm. Okay, that's that's where I'm going to see him lining up at, and that. That's 
that's where you got to make some noise. Some okay. double teams, you might have to trap him, but you got to figure out a way to disrupt him and make sure he doesn't wreck your game. I think the tricky thing about our offensive line is is also, okay, they haven't played together much, right? Yeah, the, no. These five, right? But you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, we got our best five offensive linemen together playing, coming off a of bye week, healthy, everything should be good. But some of our best games so far this season was when they weren't playing together. Exactly. So right, so when so, Chumi Dogu was in, <laughs> so 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 the same thing of when last year when we were talking about Mike McCarthy, like now it's your turn to call plays. So then it's all on you. We'll figure out how good you are calling plays. Same thing with the offensive line. We've been saying how good we believe we can be with our full offensive line together and healthy. Right. Now we'll get to see that because the truth of the matter is we have no idea. No, we don't know. We don't know if we have a the, one of the top offensive lines in the league when healthy, or if they just middle of the pack, and we just been waiting for you know whatever it is that comes out there, right? But I know early in the season, Tony Pollard wasn't getting fifty nine yards or fifty two yards. He was like we were moving the ball, right. and somehow once we got healthy, it seemed like that kind of has gone away. So we'll we'll get to see it. But that's where the challenge is for me, Danny. Like that's up front. They have to take this particular matchup personal because. Aaron Donald is going to line up over Tyler Smith, and that's where he had those two sacks. It was mm-hmm. on Tyler uh, at the and, I'm, and the the other left tackle that, and I think it was the the other what, guy, the Peters. Peters I think Peters at the time, <laughs> like but the then, rotate left tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you also have to remember that Cooper Rush was a quarterback uh, for that game, and it's kind of eerie the way that this Rams game sets up. It sets up the same way that it did, it did last season. If you remember, we went into. SoFi Stadium played the Rams, and who do we have next week? Philly. It's I mean deja vu all over again. It, what, you know? 14, 14 minutes into it, okay, fourteen minutes into the but, show before he mentioned the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to get you into the mind of the <laughs> locker room and everybody just saying that mm. hey, we played the Rams last year mm-hmm. this time, and then we went right over to Philly. But the point that I'm making though is too that Dak Prescott didn't play in that game last year. Versus the Rams. That right. was Cooper Rush with, with that victory last season. I think 22 to 10, something like that was, was the victory. Um, but either way, you pull that, you pull it out. It's, it was a defensive battle, and, and you, get the, you get the running game going. This is that part in the game for me I think is pivotal. If you don't get the running game going, that's what's going to make everything that much harder. Yeah, it, you know, and it is. And it is. I, just, I don't feel as comfortable in, <laughs> with the running game as I did prior to the season. And I think, you know, everybody want to Zeke this, Zeke that. I don't think it's specifically Zeke, but I think it is specifically having that one-two punch and being able to have a guy who on third and short will make sure he gets those tough yards, beat up the uh, the defense. So then when Tony Parler comes in, they're a little bit slower. Right. Or they're a little bit more confused. They're thinking a little bit more, and then those explosive plays happen. But I think without Zeke being here, we haven't been, a- been able to see that. That's why, to me, it the more onus is the second part of our running game is Dak Prescott. So the power component to your the running po- game. The, the power component. Is or, gone. or any other component yeah. opposite of what Tony Pollard specializes in, right? Like, does the defense have anything else to think about except what are the best schemes that Tony Pollard uh, runs the ball in? But now, but now, if you add a guy like Dak Prescott in who gives gives you that extra uh, dimension of saying, okay, well, maybe he may run the ball, I think that is probably your next part of your running game because it's not going to be Zeke. I don't think we have one of those thumpers uh, like Ezekiel Elliott here uh, on our Rico roster. Down. Rico down. Like I said, I don't think we have one of those, <laughs> those thumpers. Th- I'm throwing names no, out no, here. No. Come on. No, no, and, and that's no shot at him. Like, let's be real about it. Zeke 
Zeke was a he was a difference maker. He was a different type of runner when it came to punishing offensive line, offense um, defensive linemen and linebackers to where they started to feel it right. in the third quarter. Like I don't want to tackle this dude no more. Right? Like we don't have that. But when you want your uh, running game to be a little bit more dynamic and not just one dimensional of like just handed it to Tony Pollard on, up, you know in between the tackles, Dak Prescott's your guy. Give me a number. Give me a number at the end of the night if you're looking at this number, the Cowboys win. The game. Rushing. Rushing yards. 150. 150? 150. If ba- you haven't ba- had 150. Ba- based off based off of our passing. Okay. <laughs> our receiving. Okay. Wow. In the previous games besides besides the last one, which we only scored 20 points in, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. yeah based on based on that, yeah, like, listen, we want to come out of the bye week reestablishing what Mike McCarthy said this offense was going to be. We are going to run the ball and play defense. All right? Coming out of the bye week, that should be reinforced. So I'm looking at 150 yards. And that's that is with Dak Prescott running a little bit more. That is also with Tony Pollard running the ball as well. Okay, so numbers wise, give me give me numbers. TP gotta have what? what I'm what? giving a four yards a carry, probably 18 carries around around hundred. You know around hundred. So let's 100. go one oh five for TP. Then you go one oh five for TP. Dak is they about they got about 35, 36, something like that. So you said Dak running. Yeah, it's running back. <laughs> you bring it back to old school. Dad. No, this, this is the thing about the quarterback position, right? Okay. So, so third and twelve, right? Somebody runs cover one. Everybody turn their back. That's the, that takes off. That's an easy twelve, right? But right. it happens. But it happens every game when you have those mobile quarterbacks of like they getting them in chunks. It's not necessarily that getting five yards per carry. Right. He should be, he should be making a difference with his legs. So now defensive coordinators have to call something different. Oh, well, now we got to spy him. Oh, now we can't run a certain defense because if he breaks out the pocket, we're in trouble. Like that is that is the the dimension that we need Dak to add to this offense. Man, I, I'm ho- look. I'm hoping for that. <laughs> I want that. We just haven't seen that, and that's what we've been begging for. That's what you've been begging for. That's what you've been talking about week in and week out. Dak run the ball. I think we first we saw that last week on the RPO that he took in for a touchdown, longest touchdown of his career mm-hmm. that we've seen. So, man, if that's the Dak that can emerge to get the Cowboys running game going, uh, man, 150. I am with that. But I tell you what, we're gonna take a break. Take our first break, and when we come back. We're going to talk about what Jerry said. (laughs) Jerry's saying a lot, man. Jerry got a lot going on in this weekly uh, radio uh, interview on 105.3. We'll talk about that. And we'll talk about what Micah is talking about. Coming up next here on the Players' Lounge. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pitaya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, 
Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection. Featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL Collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash hugoboss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. We got big personalities. We got big hair, big belt buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together, we cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back to the Players' Lounge. Make a statement this football season with the new Nike Volt Collection, a a bold collection with neon accents that will make you stand out like the star you are. Head to the pro shop near you or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. A fanatics experience. Come on, Cowboy Nation, PTSO. Put that stuff on. You know, I always come in here dripped up. I go straight. <laughs> All black, huh? All black. Two funerals today. Yeah, man. It's what team be... you killing today? Philly. No, no, no. <laughs> now, now, hold on. Now, we was in, now, we was in the break, okay? We got we had one, like 123, 132. Yeah, you said 150. And then Arizona. How many How many versions you had against Arizona? 70. 185. We had 185. Tony Paula, 23 carries, 122 yards. Dak Prescott, three carries for 24 yards. Rico Dowdle, uh, four carries for 21. And then, you know, nine and nine. So it's possible. But but then CeeDee Lamb had like one catch for nine yards. But, okay. So you got, if you could put them both together, heck. All right. But 150 is not outlandish. I'm just, hey, man, you went out on a limb. I just wanted to know. <laughs> we I'm got just... 185, right? We got 185. <laughs> no, 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 we lost. No. But we got 185. I, I want to know. I'm like, hey, man, come on, man. Are we wishing on the start? I said, I know I'll be with the hopium, but uh, <laughs> that just killed me though. Because I'm like, if we leave with 150, we won. We went out there and got smoked by uh, Arizona. We got 185 yards rush. Your, your best output. Your best <laughs> output. You did absolutely nothing. Mm. Uh, back in action here on the players' lounges. Myself and Danny McCray is the player in the building. BC is uh, on a world tour right mm-hmm. now. You know, kissing babies and shaking hands. You know, this is my man. Collecting checks, baby. You know, that's what he do. That's what he do. We, hey, it didn't go pass by the golf course <laughs> on his way on his way to the crib. And Nui, Nui is uh, handling all things World Series right now. So it's just me and my man, D-Mac. We're going to handle it. It took me 14 minutes, though. And I think you should be proud of me because the over-under would have been somewhere around – Five, ten minutes, I would have said something about Philly, but I didn't do it. Fourteen and a half. Man, you know I couldn't wait. Man, you know I couldn't wait. I don't even know why you playing right, with well, me. So 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 where are we going with this, man? All right. Where are we going with this? All right, so Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones <laughs> was on 105 105.3 The Fan for his weekly uh radio show where he was talking about the deadline. And Everybody's found it quite interesting, but you as a former player, I want to know what you think about this. And basically, he he said, it'll have to come our way. The initiation of an opportunity to make a trade at this time that would help us principally has to start on the other end. 
Meaning, another team is going to have to contact him and say, hey, I think I have a wide receiver that can make you a Super Bowl contender. You want him. I, listen, I, I, I respect what Jerry said in that in that okay. situation, okay? Because as we talked about yesterday, if I'm looking at our roster, the 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 two positions that I would try to upgrade if if I had the opportunity to would be defensive line. D line said that yesterday. Um, as you're going around looking at the league, does Jerry and them see anybody where it's like, okay, we really want to go out on, on a limb and start offering up pieces for for a guy? Like, do we feel like we're that bad at the position? That was a like ideal world if we have to upgrade. Do I trust in our defensive line? Yeah, I think that we have a good enough defensive line to get us to where we want to go. Could it be better? Absolutely, but I'm definitely like Jerry. I ain't going out there and asking a whole bunch of folks, hey man, hey, hey, we looking for something. What, what you got for me? I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. But I will, as he said, he will entertain. He'll entertain. He'll entertain. But that lets you know how confident Jerry is in his current squad. All right. I'm not talking. I, it, okay. So you, you know, boy, <laughs> you, well, you good. You good. you see what he just did. You know, because you know what I know, Danny. You don't. You don't feel like that because you watch too much football and you're looking at the. He also said. He also said that, and I'm paraphrasing. Basically. He wouldn't put himself in the Philadelphia Eagles or San Francisco 49er conversation, but he's like, we are in the top echelon. Yeah, that's what happened when you get beat by uh, by San Francisco like that. Okay, now, it, is that an admission that we are not on the same caliber as – I mean, because one way or another, you're gonna end, you're gonna have to deal with a team like that. Yeah, I, I don't think he meant talent wise, though. I think he meant like right now, our team is not clicking on the sil- on all cylinders like those teams were, especially San Francisco when they played us. Okay. But then we've seen what's happened to San Francisco, and I bet at that point he's like, "Yeah, look at them; they lost two straight. We not us." But I think he's just talking about where our team, where we are as a team right now, not necessarily what pieces we have because. They did make some trades in the offseason. Okay, you got uh, Stephon Gilmore, you got Brandon Cooks. It's not like they haven't done anything. But unless that unless that guy becomes available, yeah, they're not itching to do nothing. Well, you just think about our our, our our current defensive line. I don't think it's an issue health wise at our linebacker position is where it's an where, issue. where you kind of you kind of hold your breath because you have no idea like one more injury and then you're trying to figure out where you're going. But who like? You can't name anybody, but who, who you who are you going to reach out to a team about? Okay, so and, we, and what are you and what are you willing, willing to, to give up? up? <laughs> right, right, right. No, no, I I get it, I get it. But I guess I'm what I'm asking you, as a guy that's been in an NFL locker room that has played against the opposition, you've been out there, and right now this team is thinking, man, we look better on paper than we actually do on the field, or we still got some more bonding, some more gelling to do. Are you, as a as a general manager, an owner of a team, saying, all right, I've gotten an opportunity after eight weeks to see what's in the NFL and what's in the NFC? My team is missing this. Because you can't look at this team right now, 50, all 53, and say, all right, this, 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 uh, this roster can take us all the way I'm, to Las Vegas. I'm telling tell, you, listen, and I'm being honest with you, bro. I, I think – just based off what has been happening in the league, okay? You go into San Francisco and you and you get embarrassed, right? And you're like, okay, we can't compete with them guys. Okay. We, not, not right now. And then San Francisco goes and loses two straight. And they lose to Minnesota most recently. And you saying, are we a better team than Minnesota? Okay. Do you believe we have, especially without Justin Jefferson, do we have more than Minnesota has? Yes. Without, so, so that gives you the opportunity to say, okay, let's chalk this up to, all right, they, they were the better team that day. 
and we still have an opportunity, just like these two teams that beat them, who we believe that we're better than. Right. We believe that we better than was it the was it the Jets and the um, who, who beat them before Cleveland? It, uh, yeah, Cleveland, offensively especially, right? Number um, one and then you look at uh, <laughs> no Justin Jefferson on the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Do we believe that we're better than them? Looking at the roster, yes. yeah. So do we believe that we should be able to beat San Francisco? Just based off of that, or do we need to go, you know, offer up some pieces to go get somebody who's going to make us that much better? I think as you're looking at the NFL season, especially with injuries, with see Christian McCaffrey, uh, Debo Samuel, Trent Williams, you see how that stuff can happen. That's why I don't think you go do anything crazy. I think, yeah. But now we are 28 minutes into it, and I'm going to bring up Philly. All right, come on in. <laughs> I mean, wait, come on. Don't make me do it. <laughs> now. Now. Don't make me do it. Yeah. yeah. I think – I think we match up. Come on, come on. I think we match up better with a Philadelphia Eagles team than we do uh, a San Francisco 49ers team. Okay. I think that scheme that Shanahan ran against us, especially with some young guys out there with the pulling guards and the misdirection and stuff, I think that was just something that, like, if we don't get that figured out and we see San Francisco again, we probably have the same result. But no, like, not many other teams run that type of scheme. And I think. Let me see. Line on line. Okay. Our healthy offensive line, like I said, we haven't really seen, but we expect them to be able to hold up against Philadelphia's exactly. de- defensive line. Like, yeah. like they're gonna get some wins, we'll get some wins. Our secondary, I think we we I think we should be able to hold up just just with Deron Bland, his ability to turn the ball over. We Stephon Gilmore, we can say he lost a step or not, but he's still Stephon Gilmore. Right? He's not just about to go out there and get chopped up by nobody. Like that is what I believe about a Stephon Gilmore. So I believe our defense should be able to hold up. And offensively, like I said, if we find a way to run the ball and be a little bit more creative with how we use that, get them out on the edge, extend some plays, I think we match up better with them than we do against – it's obvious, though, yeah. <laughs> because we have got beat by this team three times in a row. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and – Look, Danny, here's where I am with it. I think after eight weeks of being able to look around at uh, seven weeks of football, I see some teams that are really good. Mm-hmm. And to me, Philadelphia, just with the games that they've pulled out and it's been some a really bad performance and they won the game, I'm like, wow. Now yeah. that's that's how you get behind your defense, and that's how you that's how you put. Now the, the Jets lost, even with even in that, it was a close game. They fought all the way to the end. But they they lost to Zach. No, 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 I, and I'm and and I ain't, Zach. I'm not giving them <laughs> no Zach. excuses. That was a horrible loss. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, it was Zach. Okay, you know. that's a bad loss, but also to a great defense mm-hmm. that showed up and carried the team. I look around at this roster, and I'm just saying, like, man, San Francisco, yes, scheme to boot, defense, all the dogs that they have over there. But when I look at my team, and just just a com- compare and cra- contrast, I'm like, there is something. That's missing from my team. Where where where, where are they missing it at? I don't. That's, what, I, saying, like, that's what I'm trying to get you to no, go on I, with. I, I, but I'm telling you, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with it, just based off what we what we expect to see. One coming with a new offense and Mike McCarthy and them coming off a of bye week and all that stuff. We like I expect the offense to be better. Okay, devil's like, advocate. I just I just expect right. it to be better. Devil's advocate. Okay. All right. Yeah, here we go. All right. Here we go. About all time. All right. So you can make your wide receiver group better. Oh, Hold on. I didn't know you was going. <laughs> You, you can make your wide receiver group better at the potential third wide receiver position. You can do something that could at least inject some separation, some speed from uh, have no names, but you can get that. 
Would you take advantage of that right now, especially with contracts, everything that you have, that's going to make your offense better. That's wide receivers a position. Running back. You just talked about Mike McCarthy and the way that he wants to run the ball, the thunder-lightning aspect. You have a bunch of lightning, but you don't have no thunder. All right? <laughs> would you be – I mean, it's a lot of names that's been thrown around. Would you do that as well? That's, that's I, well, It just depends on what you got to give up for some of these folks. Like – I'm I'm not I'm not giving up a whole bunch of nothing for for any of the names that I've been hearing. Okay. I just I'm just not willing to do it. Like I said, I think I don't think our talent at wide receiver is has been the issue. Like I, I like I'm a stand on that. I don't believe it. I didn't believe it when Amari Cooper was here and he wasn't producing. And we were like, well, you got to get rid of him. I didn't believe it then, and I damn sure don't believe it now. Okay. All right, because we know he's still productive. I think we just have to find a way to use our weapons. Brandon Cooks is still one of the fastest guys in the league. I believe that. We, so we should find a way. That. We should find a way to utilize his speed and take advantage of the mismatches that they then have on the defense. We just haven't done that. And another fast guy coming in here. Ain't gonna help because <laughs> you might be in the same situation. How are we going to then use their speed on offense? If we're not doing it, we're just not doing it. So, scheme wise, you're saying scheme wise, even if we were to bring in said player, he may not help us in our situation because we don't have a scheme that is going to accentuate the talents that he yeah, has. We, and, and we haven't done it. And we haven't done it because of the personnel that we have. No, I, I, I don't. We, we've gone into this. Hey, we're going to lean on our defense and run the football, and we haven't, like I said, we haven't stretched the field as much as we had hoped. Right, with a guy like Ceedee Lamb, who we know can stretch the field, Michael Gallup, who we know can stretch the field, and Brandon Cooks, who we just said is one of the fastest players in the NFL. We have to be, and we can't find a way to stretch the field with those three guys. You ain't gonna find a way to stretch the field with anybody. <laughs> Except maybe Tyreek. <laughs> yeah, All right. All right. Tyreek right, fast. I like I don't uh, other than that, Brandon Cooks is up there with with that second tier of guys behind Tyreek Hill. No, man, I absolutely like I here's my, my trust factor in what you're saying, especially when I when I look at Tyreek Hill, his speed is just on another level. It don't matter where you put him. You can put him in the slot, you can put him in the running back, you can motion him, you can do whatever you have to do with him. He is a viable threat no matter where he is. <clears throat> These first six games, I, I, I they didn't figure out how to use Brandon Cooks until last week. And whose fault is that? No, no, no. I'm, it's not I'm his not, fault. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just putting it out okay. there all right, all right. that that they haven't figured out a way to use this quote unquote guy that is a, a thousand yard receiver in his sleep. We haven't seen it. All right, we haven't seen it. Michael Gallup, the separation in there. So if you have an opportunity to make the team better in any way, I think you have to go out there and get it because if you look at okay. Let's look at the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, I mean, dog. Hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. Tell me. So, we, we – I, I forget the guy's name. Went off uh, against San Francisco with Justin Jefferson out. Oh, yeah, who, number three, who, Addison. Who, whose radar was he on? Uh, he's yeah, he was fast and, guy. But they found, but they found a way to no, get did. him the ball, didn't he? Like I'm not, he's not better than all, all the guys that we got. No, <laughs> but they they found a way to get him the ball against a team that we couldn't do it against. True. So like I, that's why I'm like it's, I I don't believe it's on our wide receiver and re- receivers and their talent. Like other teams are finding a way to get this type of stuff done with guys who who I believe have less talent and skill than the guys that are on our squad. All right, so I'm gonna stick a pin in it. <laughs> I need a Barry Church in here for this one, man, because I know I know my boy BC. Well, he the that's okay. That's no, all right. You, you still on this Brandon Cooks? Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll circle back. We'll circle back. All right, I'll agree to disagree, but. 
Man, Michael Parsons, I got to ask you. Hey, man, former former uh, NFL player, you've been in locker rooms, dog. You know what it's all about. Um, when you have a guy like Michael Parsons, who is your star and your leader on your team, that does a podcast from his crib in his dungeon mm-hmm. uh, called The Edge. It's a great podcast. He voices all of his opinions on all things football and whatever else he feels. As a, as a, as a former player, what are your thoughts about a superstar player on the caliber of Michael Parsons level doing a podcast weekly? You know what? And I'm not going to be a hypocrite here because I like I, Patrick Peterson does a, a, a podcast and I enjoy it. Right. And, okay. and he's to me body of work. He's been in it doing this a lot longer than Michael Parsons. And I'm like, I, I, I appreciate his input and then his pers- uh, perspective on how some of the stuff that he talks about goes. I think when you when you look at players and them having these podcasts, it depends on what type of attitude that player has, what type of character that player has, because then you as a coaching staff or you as a teammates in the locker room, then you trust that most of the stuff or everything that they're going to say is going to be on the positive. It's not going to affect the team. It's not going to cause any. <laughs> oh, you're trusting now, right? No, tr- no, I'm saying, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. but but you feel you feel more positive about your superstars when they have that type of character and they have that type of maturity and all yeah. all, all the positive things, right? The issue is when you have a guy, and I'm not saying this is Michael Parsons, I'm just, okay. when you have a guy who doesn't have that type of character yeah. and is not mature and is going to say all type of crazy stuff, then that's when you have to worry. And then maybe your coaching staff has to come in and say, hey, man, I, we probably going to have to cut that out because yeah. because you're, you're becoming a distraction. Right now, I don't think Michael Parsons is coming a distraction because one of the Dallas Cowboys, no matter what he does, what he says or he says on the podcast or in the locker room, it's going to be on the headlines anyways. And he just, you know, voicing his opinion. Some of the stuff he does say, because when he was on Twitter, he was he, now he was saying more crazy stuff on Twitter, Twitter than he yeah, said on his podcast. So take to the podcast, dog. So I think for me, I, my feeling about it is – like, I understand what having a, a platform is all about. Everybody's all about branding. You know, what's my brand? What's my brand? You know, and I'm building my brand. When I look at Michael Parsons, his brand is destruction. It's chasing the linebacker. It's you're going to be one of the highest paid players in the NFL. You don't have to talk to nobody. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to talk. Let your, I'm just saying, like, if, if I was talking to my son, baby, just go ball. You know, let, let Danny McCray handle the, the talking. And, and you talk about Pat P. Pat P is doing this at the end of his career. He is done. Pat P is he is leveraging to the next level. Okay, I, and, and, and that and that's fair. But then also, like the, the the thought process of the older generation, which is now me as well, is totally different than what these guys are seeing. And they said, like he might think he like one of the, the, the first big time guys to have his own Absolutely. podcast that early, right? Absolutely. So he, hey, to him, yeah. he's 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 setting a trend. He's starting he's starting his own thing. So, but that is the culture of of today. Like what is it? Gen Z, man, you know I don't know. Gen Z, because <laughs> y'all didn't have no podcast and all that back when y'all was doing that stuff. No. Y'all had this the radio show, and then we didn't have it. But now I think that is going to be it's going to become a thing. It's going to be normalized like this. So I don't I don't think it's a big deal for, for him to have it. Like I said, as long as he continues to to spread positivity and make sure that the stuff that he says does not affect him and his team and his teammates or the organization, you should have. I don't have I don't have an issue with, it, especially if he's balling. 
Now, now you go out there, he go out there and get six sacks. Podcasts all day. <laughs> Podcasts all day. He's like a coach. Yeah, what you doing? I, I don't care what, <laughs> what you do. You do. All right, say what you want to on there, okay? You got right. six sacks yesterday, right? And but as long as he's the big bazooka and he continues to produce and teams have to focus on him and double team on him, go out there and podcast, man. But the issue comes when if, you, if that ever stops, then people are gonna start coming at you like, "Hey, bro, you know how? To, <laughs> hey, you know the fickle mob, the fickle mob. Here they come, man." But right now, you know, like you said, he balling, he's doing his thing, he got a podcast, he's having fun, and you look at you, man. You kind of sound like an old schooler right there. Nah, well, quick, well, quick, you, you going, you going back and forth, man. You on the fence, you on the fence with it. But when we come back, man, we're gonna talk to talk about our guy Aubrey, the kicker. Man, I think I might have to give him the, to the, the key to Oak Cliff, man. He had to make him an honorary member, man. Cause hey, right man, now, don't jinx him, bro. Hey, hey, man, right now my kicker, my kicker, <laughs> but my him. kicker is kicking. Coming up next on the Players Lounge. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash hugoboss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. We got big personalities. We got big hair, big belt buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together. We cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back to the Players' Lounge. Rally Days presented by SeatGeek. Give NFL fans an experience of a lifetime by the day prior to the Dallas Cowboys home game on October the 28th. Enjoy activities at Miller Lighthouse. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of AT&T Stadium and more. Visit attstadium.com slash rallydays for more information and to get your tickets today on the final segment of the Players' Lounge. Heck, Harrison, Danny McCray stepped up to that. I'm glad you came in, dog. Yeah, glad you did, I'm just man. upstairs, dog. You know, man, I thought about not. You know, <laughs> my man BC, I mean, you, know, you know how you do. He big dog you on, on the text message, man. <laughs> Cowboy like, got me doing so. He trying yeah, to hide. I, know right. you, I already know where you at. Cowboy. Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboy Golf Club. <laughs> But we talk about my man, the, the, the kicker, and I ain't—I don't want to jinx him, man. But you Brandon, already did. Brandon Aubrey, 
honorary Oak Cliff member. I'm telling you, this guy. Number 17, my man, the place kicker, with came into the season with a lot of doubt on him. Mm-hmm. Nobody believed him, not even me. I, I've said it. I'm like, where did we get this guy from? And then all of a sudden, he's getting a nickname, Butter. Mm. They call him Butter. <laughs> they call him Butter. <laughs> butter. That's, but not he, Butter. If, if this go wrong, it's going to go wrong, man. You know it. It's going to go wrong. Yes, Butter Aubrey. Man, but the thing about it is, Danny, he's 16 for 16 on his field goals. He's he's twelve thirteen. Hey, I bro, mean, you like. Let me tell you something, bro. What you, you that commentator when Buddy shooting free throws? And they like, yeah, he nine for nine tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you that you that guy. Was, you that guy. That's, that's what you just oh, did. Oh wow. <laughs> you that guy. He's a hundred for hundred. The <laughs> one time I mentioned him, <laughs> he, he never misses. Plank <laughs> a bad one too. Oh my god. <laughs> Come on, man. Please, please don't put a, yes. put a pin in this Cowboy Nation. This, I didn't do it. Okay, I'm just pointing out the obvious. That your that this year, you, and you talk about all of your picks in the draft. Brandon Aubrey so far has been the shining light of everybody that you have in that draft class. So what does that say about your draft class? Now, if, see, now you gonna dislike me. You gonna dislike me when I when I give you this. Go take, ahead. Okay. Go ahead. It doesn't say. It doesn't say much. Doesn't say much. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna, let me tell you why. Okay. Because that is outstanding for any kicker in the NFL. That's Justin Tucker esque. It is. That is. That is. That's what these dudes are. When the kickers started getting all that money, and you like, man, they paying these kickers. Uh, Dan Bailey was the first one here got paid all that money, and they've been looking for Dan Bailey ever since. All right, we've been looking for a guy where you say, no matter what, we have confidence in our kicker wherever we put the ball that he gonna make it. Butter. That's what you got right now. And, right. and this team's drafting guys in the second round at kicker, right? So you get them in free agency. That is a heck of a fine to find a guy who can get you like that. 16 for 16? 16 for 16. 16. Ain't missed a f- Come Nothing. on, man. Longest, longest this year is from 55 yards, man. And that gives you confidence in a position that I think coming into this season, you had no idea what you were going to do. Outside of Mozzie Smith having nine sacks, <laughs> that's about the only thing that could be better he, than picking him up like he that. The rookie, he, he, he rookie of the year. <laughs> he rookie of the year for the Dallas Cowboys right there, man. My man, my man, B.A. all day. I'm telling you, butter. When you get butter on the front of your name, man, you got to be doing something good. I'm done with you, though, because cause well, if any Anything goes south. Don't blame me. <laughs> Since you said that, I, this is on you, dog. I'm trying to big up the brother. Shout out to you, butter man. Hey, keep doing your thing. <laughs> butter man. I'm not going to say your. Uh, I'm not going to say your stats, man. You're doing a hell of a job. Heckman did this to you, okay? He did so, this to you. Shoot your free throws, man. Just so focus on focus on the rim. After eight weeks, after eight weeks, are your are your preseason predictions going to change when we get back to when everybody gets back together and have an opportunity to make changes on their picks are you going to be that guy that's going to make some changes because now you know the Cowboys have the sixth toughest schedule yeah but yeah I mean I change I, I've been changing them since the season started so yeah they definitely gonna get changed they're gonna get you got some more changes oh, coming yeah, yeah yeah because then I get to see this week too so yes I'm, I'm definitely gonna probably have a have a couple a couple switches. Sam Cook. <laughs> Sam Cook, a change gonna come. Change when, it gonna come, come. when it comes down to Danny McCray. My man, appreciate you, dog. Good rocking with you, man. We did that for 45 minutes. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time for CBZ in the back. I'm Heckman Harrison. He's Danny McCray. This is the Players Lounge.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!